The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Because talking racing things is exactly what we do on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and basically all year round. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, and the races are winding down. The playoffs continue, and we go back to... A road course, Cody, for the Charlotte Roval. Uh, lots of great stuff happening lately and lots more to come. Yes, sir. Here we are another week. We only got a couple of these left, unfortunately. I think we're down to the last five races now. So, man, but yeah, the the sixth road course on the season. So we've had our fair share to look back on and uh, study in this next-gen car. And, uh you know, hopefully those numbers don't fail us this weekend. I certainly hope not. But again, with all the chaos that we have been witness to, and maybe even lack of chaos, as we talked about on the recap show yesterday about the relative quietness of what ended up being Talladega, even still, I mean, we even saw some wacky stuff happen on road courses already uh, up into the last road course we were at. So I have a feeling, Cody, that we are not done necessarily watching all of this uh, uh, craziness why, just happen around us now yeah i mean yeah as as calm as talladega was last week you saw texas the week before and we've seen it on road courses we saw it on this road course last year kevin harvick decided it was the perfect time to get back at chase elliott and then got scared of chase elliott drove himself into the barrier took himself out of the playoffs so yeah it's gonna be crazy and i mean unfortunately the alex bowman news came out this afternoon he's not going to be racing so Noah Gragson will be filling in in the 48 car again, which will eliminate Bowman from the playoffs. So you now have, you know, eight spots for 11 drivers. So three guys at the end of the day, will their playoff hopes and, and dreams are going to be done and gone. Uh, so it's going to be intense. Guys are going to be racing. it. It's going to be very interesting. And I think this might play into the bets a little bit, at least from my point of view on some stuff is, you're going to have some guys, I think, that are going to be points racing. We, we see in these road course races where the stages, the leaders almost always pit and don't win the stages. So you got somebody that you know starts on a pole, leads every lap in stage one until two to go, and pits. 
So that's going to lead to, you know, some of these guys staying out, trying to maximize on the points and get those 10 points, you know, for winning a stage or nine or eight or seven, however many points they can get to try and help that cushion. I think guys, especially like Denny Hamlin, who have had horrible seasons on road courses, are going to be trying to do stuff like that to get as many points as he can and hopefully not lose it all on a track like this. So it's going to be an exciting weekend. It's going to be a fun racing. I really enjoy road courses. I'm glad they've added more to the schedule like we had talked about before. It was only two for a very, very long time. Most of the guys didn't take it seriously. But now guys are spending time. You, you can see some of these the results some of these guys have gotten uh, from you know practicing and doing the simulators and learning and talking to these road course guys and stuff like that. So I think we're in for a fun weekend uh, of um, racing and a good weekend of betting. I this uh, hopefully it p- pans out this way, but this seemed to be one of the easier weeks for me to find bets that I really really liked. So I'm super excited for this weekend. I, I feel like uh, we're gonna recover pretty good from from the Talladega non chaos that didn't help us out. You know, I do feel like the books were kind of generous to us this week as far as giving us uh, some some pretty decent head-to-heads and, and a lot of good uh, just value, I think, overall on bets. Maybe maybe they, too, were feeling generous after not having to pay out too much after Talladega. Um, Cody, we, you talked you touched on it just a, a bit ago, and, and that's probably the biggest news of this weekend, again, is that Alex Bowman, once again, not going to be in that 48 car. Load up Noah Gragson again. We saw him actually show out well. At Talladega, almost, I mean, we bet him for a top 10, or at least I bet him for a top 10. Sadly, it didn't happen, but it wasn't that the 48 was not in the mix for most of that race, and uh, I guess in the end, we can chalk it up to the fact that it was Talladega. But on a road course now, uh, in a cup car, this will be one of his his first and earliest tests here. So, I mean, what are we kind of expecting out of Graxon? I know neither one of us actually have anything on him bet-wise, but if somebody was wanting to speculate... um on him what are we thinking yeah i'm not expecting a ton so i mean we've kind of heard him talk all season when he's been in the cup cars he's more learning and trying to take care of the equipment and make it to the end i would imagine it's a lot of that for him now that car is still in the owner's championship race and stuff so so he's you know we we talked about that earlier this season with the 23 45 number switch and all that so I mean, those points matter, and they're going to let him know, hey, you know, we're still trying to to compete for this this owner's championship. Uh, so, so I think he will take that seriously, but I think it's going to be more so him just trying to keep things clean, learn this car. This is great practice for him. He's got a full time ride in the Cup Series next year. He's going to be taking over for Ty Dillon in that forty two car, uh, and this is perfect. I. I hate to say it, but I, I would imagine we don't see Alex Bowman the rest of the season. I mean, with five races left, he's not going to be in the playoffs anymore. Once you've already missed two, is there really a reason for him to come back? Most likely, I, I'm going to go with no. We've seen it with Kurt Busch. They ruled him out weeks ago to just miss the rest of the season. It sucks. You hate to see it. At the same time, I, I think that it's very important and and good that these guys are saying something. Like, he he didn't after that wreck, he didn't go to the infield care center. He finished the race. He got in his dirt car later on that week and he realized something doesn't feel right. And he spoke up and he said something. And that's very important in today's, you know, climate and culture of taking care of our bodies and trying to notice stuff like that. 
after what we just saw in the NFL this past week with the Tua Tungavailoa stuff, like the fact that these guys are taking this stuff seriously and getting it low. I mean, he could have not said anything and just kept racing. He took himself out of a chance. He was one of 12 guys who could have won a championship and he gave that up for his own health. So that is awesome to see from that perspective. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about obviously the cars and the safety. And I know NASCAR is working on some testing this week and, and stuff with that. Hopefully they get this stuff figured out. It's crazy. So while we're on it, Cody Ware is also going to miss this race. He had that really hard hit wreck at Texas. Um, and his, he injured his foot in that race. Now, last week at Talladega, you basically just, you know, put a brick on his foot and, and, and hold the gas down and that's it. You don't do much else, but all the braking and speeding up and slowing down and stuff at this track, they decided probably not good for that foot. So he's going to be out. JJ Ailey is going to be in. So, so you now have Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman and Cody Ware are all missing the race due to injury, which is not something we've seen in NASCAR in a long time ever. Maybe. I mean, I get back in the day, guys were, were taping their eyelids open. Literally Ricky Rudd taped his eyelids open to race, which is, you know, looking back probably wasn't a great thing, but, uh, but yeah, it's a little scary with this new car that, that it's come to that. So hopefully they get all that stuff figured out. But, uh, yeah, as far as betting on Gregson back to your original question there, I'm just going to stay away from it because I, I don't expect a ton. I expect him to run a clean race and, and, you know, just try and do, do decent. He's only like plus 600 for a top five. That's not appealing at all. Uh, top 10, he's plus 150. No, thanks. I, I have no, he's not in any head to heads or anything yet. He might be later on in the week, but none of that stuff jumps out to me. Really. I just, I expect him to try and run a clean race and just, you know, stay out of the way, learn this car a little more and how it works on road courses. But I, I would stay away from Gregson personally. Yeah, it's definitely not anything I'm enticed by just from the simple. I mean, look, it's the 48 car. So obviously anything is possible in that car. And we know the equipment and we know that Hendrick and has two of the top road racers in the circuit right now in, in Larson and Elliott. So nothing says that he can't sneak up. But, you know, again, that car is out of the championship contention. And now really the focus is on uh, Elliott because of the fact that he's in there and he's got nothing to lose. And then, of course, Byron uh, on the bubble. Right. So, um I mean, we're we're all we're talking about those two cars mainly. Obviously, Larson's going to Larson, so you can you can focus on him for as much as you can focus on him. But yeah, uh, yeah, the forty eight car does not intrigue me. Um, other than that, Cody, any news that you were keeping an eye on? Is any other stories out there that you caught your eye? Yeah, a couple other things. Uh, Haley Deegan announced today she's going to make her first Xfinity Series start uh, in a couple weeks at Las Vegas. She'll be driving the SS Greenlight zero seven car. Might be kind of intriguing to watch that. I, that's going to be a fully backed forward car. I would imagine that that Stuart Haas Racing sets that car up. We've seen that car do well with Cole Custer and others in it. I'm not saying she's going to go out there and win, but she's an up and coming driver. She's got the full backing of Ford. Uh, I would say that her name is probably on one of those Stuart Haas Racing cars in the near future. I wouldn't be surprised to see her in the Xfinity Series full time next year, whether it's in another Stuart Haas car. Or in the 98, I don't know, Riley Herbst situation. But it's great to see her up and coming. And, and Julia Landauer also is going to be racing at Homestead. So as a you know father of girls, I know you are, I am. It's great to see you know women out there racing and continuing to progress forward in the sport. Obviously, we had Danica Patrick for a long time as a full-time driver. So it's good to see these women you know coming through the ranks and 
doing all this stuff and making their mark uh, in the series as well. So that's that's awesome to see. Uh, and then Jordan Anderson tweeted out yesterday that uh, he had to go to the back to the ER. If you remember, he was the truck series driver with the with the fire and all uh, jumping out of the car and stuff. Had to go back to the ER, and then he was going to the the Wake Forest Burn Center to uh, to try and and get some more treatment there. So keeping an eye on that. Hopefully things aren't aren't getting a little worse. I mean, burns are not something to mess around with or, or take lightly. Um, I know he he also gave a shout out to Dale Jr. Offered up his plane. I, I mean, Dale Jr. Obviously, you know, has his own personal plane and stuff, and got Anderson's family to him, and everybody transported where they needed to go. So, again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Possibly the greatest human being on the earth. But props to him for for just being a great dude and helping out. Hopefully, Jordan Anderson is getting the help he needs and recovering and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of the other big piece of news. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's really been anything else since since we talked yesterday. Relatively quiet, I think, on the on the home front there, heading into the Roval. I think everybody just got their heads down and uh, really preparing for what's to come on this weekend. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know it's funny. Dale Jr. hated the driver, loved the human being. I guess that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, love the you announcer. Know, it's funny. I, I started out as a like as I was growing up as a kid, I didn't really like him, and, and then like he went to Hendrick, and, and like my family liked Hendrick drivers and stuff and it was like oh now you kind of gotta like this guy and like now i mean like following him post career and stuff like absolutely just love the dude i think he's awesome there was one more thing too i wanted to say martin tricks jr is going to be running the bass pro shop i know he's retired but i guess they still gave him a car for the weekend uh <laughs> it'll be in the back but it'll be the uh the bass pro shops car but instead of orange they're gonna have it's like a teal color on it uh, and that is the ovarian cancer awareness color. And so his longtime girlfriend partner, uh, Sherry Pollux, has struggled with that multiple times. And she's got her Sherry Strong Foundation. So they're going to be uh, sporting that on there. I think that's pretty cool and something to see. Obviously, you know, the Bass Pro cars, there's plenty of them. And they always have that bright orange and stuff on them. This one will be the different color. And that's why. So I, I think it's cool to to bring awareness to that, obviously cancer affects everyone and uh something that that needs to be brought to light always indeed and always paint schemes uh help that too just because we we look at it and then we figure out what it is and then we go learn more about it so uh yep, kudos exactly. to them. um all right we're gonna set up some bets only two series on the racetracks this weekend it is the xfinity series and the cup series uh or as cody had said earlier the uh xfinity or the truck series and the xfinity series and completely left out the uh, Cup Series. And we're like, wait a second. <laughs> Forgot well, about the most important eh, one, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know any better. Uh, but we'll be back to give you some breaths after the break. But before we do, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time because new customers are about $100. Get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet is live now in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia WinBet also has their own same game parlay feature. All you got to do is click on the game you like, select build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions in WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR Plus. No contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. You ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineups? Now you can with the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. And whether you are part of a fantasy tournament, you're placing bets, or you're just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913. Obviously, you can see and hear their trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcast, and of course, television broadcast. But now, get an edge on them just like them. You can have all those stats, facts, and team players updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by their renowned research team. We all give out tons of stats here on the SGPN, and we really honestly need to have all the numbers to back those for you or else we're just giving you our opinions. And you don't want that. You want actual cold, hard, backed facts. Well, the Elias Game Plan app gives you exactly that. So take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use our promo code SGPN25. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all, Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us, check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. We turn again to the Charlotte Roval for the Xfinity race. That is the <clears throat> Drive for the Cure 250 presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. That is where we're going. It's, uh, yeah, flat on track with most of the races we've had this year. <laughs> Not just the Yellowwood 500 this year, you know. No, no, this Shout week. <laughs> Yellowwood for keeping it simple. To... <laughs> Thank God. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this week, this one we get the Drive for the Cure 250 presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. That is where we're, uh, we're taking to. And again, it is the Xfinity Series race. Uh, this is the Charlotte Roval course, which is if, and I don't know that you're ever new to this when you're listening by now, but if you're new and this is your first time watching NASCAR, it is a uh, half roll, uh, half road course, half oval still, um, and definitely worth the watch. So it is considered a road course, 
even though it is still held in the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway uh, uh, vicinity. Um, it's just that they set it up as a half road course, half oval. Still a lot of fun, though. It is a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's great to see the mixture of, I mean, it's mostly road course, but there is a point where they pop out on the, the big oval track that they ran back in May and, and run that. Uh, so that's good. We've, we've got, there's actually a couple of uh, IndyCar drivers in the, well, we got a mixture, all we got all kinds of, of different drivers in this. So Sage Karam is going to be in the O2 car. Uh, he's an IndyCar guy. He's done a fair share of Xfinity stuff already. Uh, you got guys like Andy Lally. He's kind of a road course guy. James Davison is in the 18 car for, for Joe Gibbs. We'll be talking about him in a little bit. Uh, he's pretty interesting. Uh, Dan Daniel Kavat, Kavat, uh, former F1 driver. Uh, a couple podiums to his name in the F1. He's in the 26 for Sam Hunt. Um, the 48, you got uh, Mario and or not? No, I wish it was Mario Andretti. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> not Mario, but uh, Marco Andretti. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty loaded field in a different way. Uh, obviously, we're in the playoffs, so no Cup drivers or anything, but but some kind of road course ringers uh, of types. So be be interesting to see how some of those guys fare. I mean, a few of those guys have run previously, obviously, but uh, but still be fun to watch them. So I know it's called the Drive for the Cure 250, but it is 67 laps on this just over two mile road course. Comes out to 150 miles. So take that so for what you will. I think it might be historic. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I think before before maybe it's 150 kilometers or something. I don't know. <laughs> actually, you know, you know what? Whatever. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it might be close. Actually, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, anyways, whatever. What, what All right, you got I guess for a first we get to bet. the best. Yeah. Here for anyways, right? All right. Um, my first one. <laughs> this is like a gift from the heavens. A guy we love to fade. Da I shortened his name to Dan Hemrick. I don't think he deserves to be called Daniel anymore. So I'm going to call him Dan Hemrick. Uh, but Josh Berry over Dan Hemrick, plus 100. They're giving us plus money on this. Are you kidding me? Let me read you off. Uh, Hemrick's finishes on road courses this year. 25th at Coda. He got 6th in Portland in the rain. Okay, that was kind of a sloppy race. 29th at Road America. 22nd at Indy. 31st at Watkins Glen. That's a bunch of bad finishes from the defending series champion. Uh, Josh Berry started off the season a little bit rough. 27th at Coda. Got a 4th at Portland, so he still finished better than Hemrick there. 3rd at Road America. 14th at Indy. 9th at Watkins Glen. So four of the five road course races that we've run on this season for the Xfinity Series, it's been Josh Berry over Daniel Hemrick. Somehow he's plus 100 in this matchup. I will take that all day and all night. Daniel Fading Daniel Hemrick. We uh, we started the season fading uh, Denny Hamlin in the Cup Series in the number 11. Now we've transitioned that over to the number 11 in the Xfinity Series. Fade Daniel Hemrick. Uh, just... Yeah, I'm going to stick to that, and the numbers bear it out. He's not been good on road courses other than the sixth-place finish at Portland. Uh, he's, you know, the next best finish is 22nd, so not been good. Barry, not, not a great road course racer, but he's got a third place, a fourth place, and, and some decent finishes. Obviously, he's beat him in four of the five, so so I'm definitely going to take Barry in this. And getting plus money, I would have taken this at minus money, so, so getting at plus money, that's uh, an even better gift. I think you're going to find that uh, this is where I stop 
fading Daniel Hemrick. Uh, wow. Amazing. We ha- just a little behind the scenes here. I haven't even looked at any of your bets yet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Oh so I'm going to go ahead and give this one out because this oh is in goodness. sharp contrast. This is me <laughs> jumping off the fade Daniel Hemrick train. We Look, we had to do it with, with Denny Hamlin, right? And we never thought the day would come. So we had touted all season long that fade Denny, fade Denny, fade Denny. Then he stopped. Then he stopped letting us do that. I'm not saying that this is the the full-blown unfade Daniel Hemrick, but yes, he has done ridiculously poorly at road courses over the course of this season. But this is one road course in which in this Xfinity car, he has done fantastic in he started third in 2020, finished third in 2020. He started third in 2021, finished third in 2021. In 2018, he started second, but he still finished 10th, a respectable 10th place finish. So on this Roval, Daniel Hemrick only has but two top three finishes and a top 10. So I know that what have you done for me lately? I know that we've faded Daniel Hemrick. I know it's been fun, but Cody... I believe that this is the part where we get off of this. And I'll tell you why as well. He's at plus 425 for a top three finish. The value in that alone makes me want to chase that given that he's done it two consecutive times. Now, if he did it once and then it was like a fifth place finish or, you know, a a 12th place finish or something like that, I'd, I'd probably pump the brakes a little bit. But on this Roval, he's done this twice already in a row, which leads me to believe that there's a third time possible uh, and that I, I'm going to go ahead and bank on a top three finish for Daniel Hemrick. I know that it's crazy. I know you guys have all probably crashed your car because you can't believe that I just said anything nice about Daniel Hemrick. But maybe this is the time. Is there like a phone number or something for like <laughs> when you see your friends like going down the path they shouldn't be going down <laughs> that you can call and like get them some help? One eight hundred. I would like to do that. Two two four seven zero zero. Yeah, I mean, you know, plus four twenty five is always fun and it sounds nice. I'd probably rather put it on something that I feel like has a better chance. But you know, hey, numbers are here in the past in the Joe Gibbs car, which he ran very good in last year. I know that Almendinger does well in these uh, these colleague cars on road courses, but I don't know. I don't see it happening. But I could be wrong. We'll see. We did forget to mention too. This is a cutoff race for the Xfinity Series. I know the races don't always line up exactly, but but this is where they'll trim from their 12 to their 8. Um, so going into it, Hemrick is actually 6 points below the cutoff. Herps is 10. Jones, Brandon Jones is 10. Jeremy Clements is minus 47. Most likely he's going to be out. But but you got uh, 6 to the good is Ryan Sieg. 12 to the good is Sam Mayer. 25, Justin Allgaier kind of goes up. Almendinger, Gregson already locked into the next round. Doesn't matter what happens to them in this race, they will advance. Uh, just, just real quick. Um, speaking of that, uh, next up for me is going to be AJ Almendinger over Ty Gibbs. Uh, this is minus one thirty-five. But to me, Almendinger, first of all, the way he's run this year on road courses, obviously both both these guys. I mean, two of the best drivers in the Cup Series are well. Cup Series. They'll both be in the Cup Series next year, right? Most likely. I guess Gibbs is officially announced yet. I don't know what they're waiting for, but uh, anyways, but but obviously two of the top drivers in the Xfinity Series, two of the top drivers on road courses, but for me, A.J. Allmendinger, 
with the momentum he's got lately, he's not locked into the next round. He has nothing to worry about this weekend. He just go out there and race his race, do his thing, and you know he's going to do his thing. He always does his thing. He's like minus 200 to win this. I, going into selecting these bets, I wanted to pick him to be my winner. I won't spoil your pick, but uh, it was hard for me to take a minus 200. But uh, I, I love A.J. Allmendinger this week, and this is – did I say minus 200 to win? He's plus 200, whatever, same difference. It's not quite F1 yet, but uh, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, but Allmendinger has three wins this season, a second place at Watkins Glen, a sixth place at Road America. So in the five road course races, all in the top six. Now, Joe Gibbs won – or <laughs> Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs – one at Road America. Um, he had a seventh at Portland, an eighth at Indy, but then a 15th at Coda, 27th at Watkins Glen. His results have just been a little more scattered and not as consistent. Almondinger is going to be in the top six, road course in, road course out. He's going to be one of the better cars. So I'm going to take that consistency. It's only minus 135. I know that when you just look at this on the surface, you're like, well, those are the two best road course guys. Yes, I get it, but Almendinger has been better this year, and I I do think that the Cup Series is maybe pulling something from Ty Gibbs and taking his focus. Now he just got fined seventy five thousand dollars last week in the Cup Series. You know his grandpa didn't like that, so he's got he's got a lot going on. Uh, and Ty Gibbs, I, I was gonna, I was gonna I was looking back because I was thinking, you know, he, what has he done lately? He hasn't. We haven't heard from him. He's not done much. But you look back and he's actually got some pretty decent finishes in the last few races. So I don't want to go as far as to say he's not been around lately. He's not been the top dominant car he was at one point this season by any means, though. And so uh, for those reasons, I'm going to take Almendinger over Gibbs at minus 135. I get mad when I drop $5 on the ground. I can only imagine what it feels like to have $75,000 <laughs> taken That's from like you. That's like twice as much as like half the country makes in a year like jeepers i mean you know that i i understand that these guys you know they they pull in some pretty decent money but i i still balk at like seventy five thousand yeah. dollars like give me oh please. if i drop a penny i'll i'll bend over and pick it up <laughs> like seventy five thousand dollars good lord man uh, and that's just poof that's gone uh, yeah. All right, I'll go back to my first head-to-head -head before I, I veered from the path and gave Hamrick out. Uh, I, I'm picking Brandon Jones over James Davison. And here's the thing. You might be thinking to yourself, who? Uh, well, he is a sort of a road course specialist. He did uh, a lot of, of road course racing um, for various circuits out there. He has popped his head up and down into this, uh, this series off and on in 2021 actually he he raced a better part of the the circuit uh in that number 15 car before ending the year in the 51 the 53 and the 66 so kind of car hopping there for rick ware racing um but on this track alone he hasn't necessarily had the best finishes in the world so um i i know that it's probably fun and in fact i i know that i looked uh, ahead and and to see what Cody had, and and this is another area where we're gonna we're going to part ways. But on road courses in total in the Xfinity series, he's raced five times. He's got one top ten finish in those. Um, he does, you know, and that to me, that's not necessarily screams uh, consistency on on a road course. And I'm not quite sure why. Um, I guess I know why, but at the same time, 
you know, why he's even in this for the, for the most part. So, but I mean, look, I'm, I'm taking him on a guy like Brandon Jones, who is actually, again, a cup series regular on this course alone. He's had a fifth place. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to do, I'm going to do exactly what I did. Uh, the opposite in, in, I think, uh, F1 is when I was making my taste, uh, in 2018, he finished 22nd in 2019. He finished 16th In 2020 he finished 10th last year. He finished fifth. He has progressively gotten better on the the Roval, and of course, we talked about him uh, the other day as far as what he's done uh, overall this season. And so, you know, Brandon Jones has quietly been one of the better cars in the in the series. He's just not necessarily getting all the love from it. He does have a win. He's got six top fives and eleven top tens. And you look back at what he's done over the last five weeks or four weeks rather. Fourth place at Kansas. Second place at Bristol. 27th in Texas, but meh, that was Texas. He started on the pole that day, by the way. Um, and then ninth place at Talladega. He's already got three poles this season alone. So uh, Brandon Jones, Cup, or Xfinity Series regular, over the guy that they brought in to, to be a road course ringer, but I still think Brandon Jones has the edge here. So I, I'm just going to jump to it right now since we were talking about Davison now. He's actually my long shot to win. He is 20-1. to 1 to win this race. He's in the Joe Gibbs, the number 18 car. So, you know, we've seen that car be fast. We've seen that car be good. He, like you said, is an experienced road course racer. Uh, he's, he drives in the world challenge America GT series. He's raced in the Victorian formula Ford, the formula BMW, the champ cars, the star Mazda championship, Indy cars, grand am. He's running a bunch of NASCAR races, He's been all, all over the place doing all kinds of things. Now, he has started in Joe Gibbs racing cars before a couple of times in the Xfinity series. Um, three times, he's got a top five and two top ten finishes um, uh, at Mid-Ohio and Road America in that car. There's not a ton of very sexy options as you kind of get farther down the board, so picking a long shot was a little tougher this week. AJ Allmendinger is the top of the board. There's another guy that I like that I went with as well. Um, it, it would be surprising to see someone like Davison win it. I think you're going to need a little bit of chaos, but I think he has the ability, the skill, and a good enough car to win this race. Now, I will say I do like the Brandon Jones side of the head-to-head -head matchup because if he's not able to survive some chaos, get in some crazy situation that puts him up front and allows him to win at 20-1, to 1, Brandon Jones is going to be the driver that is going to most likely be more consistent. We've seen it from him this year. He's been running extremely well lately. I mean, the what have you done for me lately on Brandon Jones is very, very high. He's been running extremely well um, and, and obviously is in the championship hunt, uh, trying trying to advance to the next round. He's going uh, – he's actually below the cutoff line, just 10 points below. So he's going to be points racing, trying to keep the car safe, clean, not over push it where you might see an overdriving from Davison or something like that. So I think you can bet both of these, the Brandon Jones side of the head to head, but also have your 20 to one on Davison to win this race in case chaos breaks out. I, I just think he's in a good enough car being in that 18 car for Joe Gibbs. We've seen that car do well. Even when was it Sammy Smith, I think earlier this season on a road course was running really good before he had an issue or something. And, and wasn't able to finish the race, but we know that car's fast. We've seen it do good. So I think at 20 to one, the value is there, but I do still like your argument for the head to head. And I, 
I would probably take the Jones side in the head-to-head. And is that plus? Yeah, you're getting that a plus money too. So yeah. that's another win in that. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty decent price. I like it too. That, that's what I'm saying. Plus 100. That's that's not bad for a, a series regular, especially because that should be probably juiced to the other side of it. So maybe it's a, a book mistake, and you can take advantage of it if you can find it. Yeah, or, or I mean, I guess maybe they're just valuing Davison really high being in that 18 car. I guess because of his road racing experience. Uh, again, in the head-to-head side, I don't see it as much as just taking a flyer on him to win as a long shot. Indeed. All right, what you got next? Uh, next up, all, uh, oh, I already did that one. <laughs> I know, we're kind of jumping around. Sorry. Yeah, we're all over the place here. So. <laughs> okay, uh, Noah Gragson over Justin Allgaier uh, is my next one. This is minus 120. These guys are, are fairly close. Uh, this is, again, just kind of a, a more consistent finisher in Gragson. So, Justin Allgaier, uh, 33rd at Coda, a 5th at, at Portland, 12th at Road America, 3rd at Indy, and then 38th at Watkins Glen. So kind of all over the place, some good finishes with a 3rd and a 5th in there. But you got the 33rd, the, the 38th as well. Noah Gragson, 4th, 9th, 8th, 10th, and 4th. All five road course races, been in the top five or top 10, been consistent. Not necessarily probably going to go out there and win something for you, but you know the streak he's been on lately. He just won four races in a row before Talladega last week. He's been running good. Things have been going well. Again, another driver already locked into the next round of the playoffs. Uh, so he can just go out there and run his race. He doesn't have anything to worry about. Allgaier, 25 points to the good. That's good, but might be driving a little more conservatively, just trying to stay above that line, not have problems, not push it too hard. Uh, so, so again, I'm kind of leaning into the, these guys that, don't have anything to worry about. Guys like Almondinger, guys like Gregson, it doesn't matter. It can be wreckers or checkers. It, a second-place finish means nothing to him. Those points don't do anything, nothing. I mean, if you win, you get those five bonus points. You get a win. Obviously, everybody wants to win. But you finish second or you finish 38th, there's no difference there because you're already locked into the next round of the playoffs. So uh, I think that those guys can, can push harder and go for it more and all guy is just going to kind of be sitting back there not running as well. And the consistency from Gregson that we've seen this year, I like his side of it. Uh, so I'm going to take that minus 120 in the matchup. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Gregson over just about anybody in this. I mean, it, again, it, to bet against him right now. <laughs> it really is. I mean, again, he, he's he's done it four times in a row. And, and if you bet against him, you definitely lost on all four of those. So, you know, and after a rough go at Talladega, it wasn't necessarily what he was looking for. Uh, in that in that day so and both cars you know the 48 car he had a good shot of doing well and then he didn't so yeah I think he's going to come back here with a little bit of more laser focus so yeah I like this as well I, I love Allgaier but again it just feels like he just gets sucked into some not good luck every once in a while and pit strategies and just something happens so um all right my next bet is Sam Mayer and this one breaks my heart by the way Sam Mayer over my favorite non-Canadian Canadian, Sheldon Creed. This one's done at minus 105. So basically, Mayer is not even the favorite over this and Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed hasn't made a start in this, uh, in this this on this track uh, at all. So there's really no pa- tra- uh, past track history to go off of here. 
Um, but if you look at some of the, the starts that he's made, um, Sheldon Creed, he did finish seventh at Portland. That was good. Sixth at, uh, at Road America. That was good as well. The Indy GP suffered a 15th place finish. Not very good. Watkins Glen, an 11th place finish. Um, so, you know, decent, solid finishes. But I'm looking at what we, and we've talked about Sam Mayer being young and fading Sam Mayer. And by and large, it's, it's kind of worked for us. But uh, I, you know, the last five races for me have been a little bit eye-opening. Only that he finished 11th at Darlington, 9th in Kansas, 4th at Bristol, 8th in Texas, and then, of course, 2nd at Talladega last week. So, quietly, Sam Mayer is building himself a nice little resume as we head into the final stretch of this of this uh, season. And maybe it's time, much like the Hemrick train, to kind of jump off of fading uh, Sam Mayer and head-to-heads and I'll take him in a, a track that he's actually, um, he finished 10th, did Sam Mayer. So Sam Mayer has one career start on here, and he finished 10th. So, you know, give it to him. Yeah, this is actually a train I'm fully on board with with jumping off of. Uh, Sam Mayer, actually, I was between two guys as my quote-unquote favorite to win this, and Sam Mayer was one of them at 10-1. to 1. I think he's worth a shot there. We've seen him run well on road courses this year. And we've seen it lately. He's getting closer and closer. He's a very, very young driver, up and coming. He's in really good equipment. It's taken him a little while to get his sea legs, and he's really starting to get things figured out. But he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, guys like Gregson, Gibbs, Almondinger are all moving on to the Cup Series next year, most likely on the Gibbs thing, of course, but that's not official. But it, it, it's going to open up for guys like Mayer, I think, are going to have a big year next year kind of really breaking onto the scene and taking over as one of those top dogs at, at junior motorsports. I mean, all guy are still going to be around as long as he wants to be around, I think in that seven car, but uh, you know, we, we see so many of these other guys come through that nine car or that one car, you know, you got the chase Elliott's, the William Byron's and Noah Gregson's like all these guys have run through Tyler Reddick was in that car. And, and so I think that, that uh, mayor might be one of those next guys. So, I'm fully on board with you here. Like I said, it was between him and Austin Hill for me to to go for my winner. Mayor at ten to one, Austin Hill at seven to one. If you listen to the show this year, you know I love Austin Hill. I've hit on him a couple of times as a winner. I'm gonna do it again this week. I I really like your guy to win this this week that you're gonna pick. I was really close to taking it. The odds just steered me away a little bit, so I decided to settle on Hill at seven to one, but. Austin Hill on road courses this year has been very good. Finished 30th at Watkins Glen this last road course after having some troubles. But before that, uh, he was second to open the season at Coda, third at Portland, fourth at Road America, ninth at Indy. So three of the four races, he's been in the top four at the end of this race. If you're in the top four at the end of a road course race, similar to a super speedway, there's a good chance you've got a chance to grab the win, to, to steal it from somebody you know, how many times have we seen first and second wreck each other out? Look back at Watkins Glen not that long ago. Kyle Larson was sitting in third in that Xfinity race. First and second took each other out. And there you go. He gets the win. So Austin Hill's a guy who can put himself in place. Maybe you get AJ Allmendinger and Ty Gibbs racing for that win or something like that. They get together and there goes Hill. Or Hill could just straight up beat him too. Uh, you know, we've seen guys have issues before and stuff like that as far as the top guys go. So I'm back on the Austin Hill train this week, plus 700. Uh, it's too good for me to pass up. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, don't, it's the, uh, where's the, I can't quit you. 
notepad. That's that's what I was looking for. I can't yeah. quit you. Uh, I, and, my, I can't quit right now. <laughs> he is your I can't quit right now. That's all right. I, I, I totally get it. Um, all right. So I am going to give out uh, Brandon Jones as a top 10 at plus 300. We just talked about all of the good stuff uh, about Brandon Jones and about what he's been doing over the course of the of the season uh, when we made the case for, for Davidson. So why don't you just go ahead and parlay that into a top 10 finish as well. I highly think that this is a possibility for him given that he's done it already and that uh, he's steadily gotten better at these. Again, fifth place last year uh, was what the culmination was for Brandon Jones. So I very much like him to do that again and to finish top 10 for us. And plus 300 for a top 10, I, I, I love it because that's what some of the winner's odds are. So I'll take that as a, as a top 10 finish. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. I told you already why I like Jones, why I think he's going to have a solid day. So I'll fully back you on that. Um, I think I'm one bet ahead of you, but I already gave out my long shot, obviously. James Davison, in case you didn't pick up on that, 20 to 1. He, he's my, my long shot to win. That's right. Um, okay, fine. Then I will give out my winner. Uh, and that is AJ Allmendinger at plus 200. Cody said it like it's it's hard to bet a plus 200 for a favorite to win a race, but when it's AJ Allmendinger, um, I'll, I don't know that any price is too low and or too high to bet him. Only because if you want to win, then you probably should go ahead and bet AJ Allmendinger to win this race. Um, and I say that because look, he's done it the last three times in a row. You want the winners from the last three Roval races? It begins and ends with AJ Allmendinger. Like that, that's the beginning and the end of that. So I, I definitely love him to do it again. We just saw him knock one off of his uh, off of his bucket list last week. You don't think that he's going to be riding high after winning finally on an oval? Uh, yeah, I, I love AJ Allmendinger to do this and to be um, all sorts of craziness. I mean, look, he led. 13 laps in 2021, 24 in 2020, 14 in 2019. Even though he did not win the 2018 race, he still led 10 laps in that race and finished, uh, unfortunately, it was an engine that caught him or something ended up catching him and he didn't finish that race. But uh, Or he did finish. He just didn't finish well. Um, but still, I like A.J. Allmendinger to win this one. I'm good for that, uh, so please give me AJ Almendinger, even if it is only plus two hundred. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I was set on picking him as my winner going into this week, coming off the win at Talladega. He doesn't have to worry about points racing. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He can just go out there, drive his race. He is going to be tough to beat. So I picked him in the head-to-head over Gibbs. Three wins on road courses this season. Second place at Watkins Glen, and sixth place in the other one at Road America. He's been getting it done. Obviously, you said his track history here. I don't know that you need much more of a case. Uh, you know, he's the Max Verstappen of road course uh, Xfinity racing right now, I guess. He is indeed. And you're, and you're getting him at, at way better odds than you get Verstappen at. So, <laughs> Yeah, plus <laughs> a little, money. A little F1 talk in there for you. but Yeah, go check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. That'll make more sense exactly. to you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was the Xfinity wrap up. Let's uh, let's turn our attention to the Cup drivers after the break. We've got five more bets because again, no truck series, so we just gave you five bets for the. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Get out your pen and paper. We're gonna break uh, down good these. Call. Bets. I was just about to remind you that. I know that's my job. Get out your pen and paper. Here we go. 
Uh, Cody started out with uh, Josh Berry over Daniel Hemrick at plus 100. Um, I countered with Hemrick as a top three car at plus 300. Cody gave you AJ Allmendinger over Ty Gibbs at minus 135, which I will back as well uh, because I like Dinger as much as I do, and you know that. Um, then I gave you Brandon Jones over James Davison at plus 100. Cody gave you Noah Gragson over Justin Allgaier at minus 120. I gave you Sam Mayer over Sheldon Creed at minus 105. And then Cody gave you Austin Hill to win at plus 700. I gave you Brandon Jones as a top 10 car at plus 300. And then, of course, I also, or uh, Cody gave you James Davison as a long shot at plus 2,000. And then I gave you AJ Allmendinger at a nice conservative plus 200 to win this race. All right, come on back, and we're going to talk Xfinity drivers. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> Cup Series drivers. We just got done talking Xfinity drivers when we come back from the break. No house advantages changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills against the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL and NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and of course, NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. I drink coffee. Can you tell? Uh... <laughs> I drink a lot of it too. Can you also tell? It is important to me that my coffee is just as intense as my uh, attitude and my energy level because I need that type of coffee to match my personality. Guess what? I am so happy that Trade Coffee does that exactly for me because if they didn't, I would probably be a lot less energetic and you would probably tune out after the first couple of seconds of listening to this show. So, if you want to thank anybody for this intensity, thank Trade Coffee because they match coffee that's exactly for me. Took the quiz, got matched, now I'm drinking coffee that is tailor-made for me. You know that you can do the same and you could do exactly like me. You can go take their quiz too and find out what coffee works for you because you don't maybe not want the kind of coffee that I have that basically jolts just sheer electricity through your veins. Maybe you just want a subtle, nice little caffeine hit. Well, Trade Coffee's got that for you too. And you know how I know? Because they taste every single coffee that goes through their labs. They want to make sure that they get it right for you as well. And they'll work with you to make sure that happens. And of course, if what I do, if what I get is not what you like, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. Plus, you could have it delivered right to you at your door at the frequency that you want to have it. Look, Trade Coffee is probably the single best. No, not probably. It is the single best subscription coffee service that you will ever have in your entire life. Thank me later. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee right now. Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first deposit or your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Throw out a lot of stats here on the SGPN and every single one of them 
needs to happen in order to give you the best bets out there and to give you the most well-researched bets out there. And you know what site has that? And in spades, it's oddstrader.com. Oddstrader.com, you can compare prices across all the major sports books and all the odds. Plus, you can also compare the different sign-up codes, promotion codes from sports books to get the best deal. You get player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the single most informed better in the entire universe. Make sure you get down on that so much. And plus, they've also got a bet tracker to keep records of all your games and betting activity. You want in? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. Cody, let's turn our attention, sir, to the cup race where this one's a little simpler, buddy. It's the Bank of America Roval 400. I like the sound nice of that. Nice and easy. I like the sound of that. Yes, that is where the cup drivers will be uh, cutting their teeth. So... You know, look, we, we've seen some pretty chaotic uh, road racing so far this season. And I don't know that we are not in for uh, some more. It's 109 laps of this on this 2.2 8-mile road course. Uh, good for 248 miles as well. Not quite 400, but what else, man? It's cool. I mean, we'll, we'll let it slide. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, so yeah, like I said, we're in for it. Making shit up at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's like sprinkle a little here, sprinkle a little there. I whatever. just hope that Tums is back, so we get the Tums heartburn turn again. <laughs> I like blue what emu, blue emu. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I yeah, just the, like saying the Tums, emu. The, the heartburn turn though. That's one of my favorite uh, in creative sponsorships in NASCAR in a while. It is beautiful. Uh, but all right, we've got five bets apiece for these as well. So uh, let's go ahead and start loading up some winners for the uh, Bank of America Roval 400. Let's do it. I'm really excited for this one. Again, cutoff race. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's all over the place because we don't know about the William Byron penalty and stuff. So keep an eye on the in the SGPN Discord. I'll post an update once that comes out Thursday. And then you'll kind of know the the playoff picture exactly. But jumping right into it, Chase Elliott. I've been telling you every time we go to a road course, I'm going to be on him. Another gift from the books. Chase Elliott top five is minus 150. I will pay this juice all day long because you only pay the juice if you lose. This is not one you lose very often. There's been five road course races this season. Chase Elliott's finished top five in three of them. In the other two, he had the best car at Sonoma got a pit road speeding penalty that cost him and then something else happened in that race still ended up coming back and finishing like eighth or something like that the other one indy road course was second a late caution a green white checkered got just freaking dumped going into the corner end up finishing 16th in that race so all five road course races this season in the new car he was in the top five had a top five car he's had the best car at multiple ones it's shocking he's not won yet until this weekend because he will win this weekend but when he wins, he's going to be in the top five. Um, look back over his career, and in the last 16 road courses that he's raced on, he has got 12 top five finishes, seven of them wins. He is the true road course king of NASCAR, the best to do it, the best in NASCAR, no doubt about it right now. Uh, and coming off a win last week at Talladega, we just talked about how he's locked himself into the next round. He got he won a stage and the race in Talladega. So all those playoff points we talked about him having going into each round, he's got an extra six from Talladega this past weekend that he's taken into the next round. 
He's he's going to skip out on the stages this week because he's going to pit. He's going to go for the win. He doesn't have to worry about stage points. He doesn't have to worry about any of that. He is just there to win because, again, doesn't matter if he's first or he's last. He's just there to win. So he, he is going to be good. He's going to be fast. He's going to be trying to get five more playoff points and another win. He quietly has five wins on the season. I feel like that's something we haven't talked about that much. Five wins in a season where we have 19 different winners. That's been a fairly dominant season for Elliott. I think he adds another one to the total this week. We've talked about him being a streaky driver before. When he starts winning, it starts getting rolling for him. If he can get two wins here in these last couple of races, that's going to be a big momentum push getting towards Phoenix and trying to get that second championship under his belt. Uh, so again, yeah, minus 150 for a top five for Chase Elliott. Sign me up as fast as possible. I can't imagine that number stays at that as low as it is early this early in the week. I've got to think it's going to just shoot through the roof and be unbettable later in the week. So get in on that early, and uh, I think you will not regret that. You don't got to sell me on Chase Elliott on cruise control. That man obviously can drive the road courses, and there's such thing as a Sunday drive where you just feel free, your hands out the window, you know, you can feel the breeze coming at you. I got to think that there's uh, an equivalent of that. Obviously, Chase Elliott can't have his arm out the window. He obviously can't have his favorite girl sitting next to him uh, and a six-pack of beer in the back seat for it. But if there is a close enough NASCAR equivalent to that for Chase Elliott, uh, I would like to think that that's probably how he feels uh, heading into the Charlotte Roval, just knowing how well he does on road courses in general and just how well he's going to perform uh, it, 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 this weekend at all. So I love it. I'll take it. And uh, obviously, we know where your winning bet is going to be as well. Uh, but you do have about 15 more that you're about to add, so that's okay. <laughs> um, all right, I'll start my bets off with Joey Logano over Daniel Suarez on this track in particular. Neither one of them have had very uh, fun last few weeks, uh, if we're completely being honest. And in fact, Joey Logano's probably had the worst of it. Joey Logano, after Indy, right? He came back in Indy with a sixth place, fourth place, sixth place, third place, up into Watkins Glen, right? So a third place on a road course. Uh, fantastic job there. Uh, but again, after, after that third place at Watkins Glen, 12th in Daytona. Fourth at Darlington, not bad. He did start on the pole for that one. Suffered a little bit of craziness to get there. But then the last four races have been just sort of even more hervy-turvy. 17th at Kansas, 27th at Bristol, 2nd in Texas, 27th at Talladega. Just absolutely brutal for Joey Logano. But he does get a little friendlier confines here in Charlotte where he finished 10th, 10th, 2nd, and 7th in his uh, four career starts on the Charlotte Roval. So... Not necessarily a bad place for Joey Logano. And again, we've seen him kind of turn his season around quickly uh, in, in spots here and there. Uh, second place a couple weeks ago kind of is, is proof positive about that. Well, you turn your attention to the other side of that, and that's Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez had a pretty good streak too, right? At Road America, fifth. Atlanta, sixth. Loudon, ninth. Pocono, third. But then all of a sudden, he fell off a cliff. Indy, 28th, Michigan, 25th, Richmond, 19th. Watkins Glen, solid fifth-place performance, but we also know that there a lot of strategy went into uh, the front part of that race, so uh, that didn't necessarily factor in there. 24th at Daytona, 18th at Darlington, 10th at Kansas, 19th at Bristol, Texas, 12th. Last week at Talladega, 8th, uh, but that was just more him being picking the right line than it was him doing much more than just staying out of trouble. On the Roval, 
Different story. 21st, 34th, 25th, 13th. Not very good on this Roval. So I like Joey Logano over Daniel Suarez for this uh, for this track. It's it's at minus 115, so both sides juice pretty evenly, but I still like the, the Logano side of this. So I really like Daniel Suarez this weekend. We've seen it from him on road courses so far this season. Got his first career Cup Series win at Sonoma earlier this season. I looked at this matchup, and I was going to bet the Daniel Suarez side of it, but as I dug into it, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't bet the Suarez side of it because of Logano and the way he's run, not only lately, but the last couple of road courses with a couple of top five finishes. This one scares me a little bit because Suarez and, and Chastain Trackhouse have been really good on road courses. Seems like each and every road course are in the top five. So I was a little too scared to touch this matchup. Uh, but but I can see a case being made for either side. Like I said, I was pretty set on taking Suarez in this, and then I talked myself out of it because of what Joey's been able to do. Um, while we're on the Suarez uh, thing, another just gift. I, it, is it? It's October. It feels like Christmas because Daniel Suarez versus Denny Hamlin, uh, and this one is at, at minus fifteen to the or wait, uh, minus one hundred five to the Suarez side of things. What? I, <laughs> the somebody's not watched any any road courses this year because uh, De, Suarez has beat Denny in three of the five races. So you know they they've basically split them pretty close. But Denny Hamlin finished 18th at Coda. Toyota has been bad at road courses. We've noted it all season. Christopher Bell kind of being the lone exception. He's like plus 250 to be top Toyota. That's worth a look. Didn't make the card this week, but. It's worth the look, but Denny Hamlin, 18th at, at Coda, 31st at Sonoma, 17th at Road America. He was 14th at Indy, but only because of that late race caution that I talked about with Chase Elliott. He was way worse than that going into that. 20th at Watkins Glen. So again, no good finishes from Denny Hamlin. A 14th was the best one, and that was only because of absolute chaos at the end of that race. Daniel Suarez. 24th at Coda, so, you know, started the season off a little slow, but his teammate won that race. And actually, if you go back and you remember, Suarez led the first stage in a half of that race before he had some type of issue. I don't remember what it was, but we were like, whoa, where did this Daniel Suarez come from? He was just crushing it. Then they had an issue. It cost him. His teammate ends up winning that race. Uh, he wins at Sonoma, a fifth at Road America, a 28th at Indy. He got caught up in the stuff that uh, Denny Hamlin was able to avoid and a fifth at Watkins Glen. So you go back and you look and yes, three of the five Suarez has beat him, but in five of the five Suarez has been better than Hamlin. It just, you know, things happen in some of those races. And, and of course that's going to happen. Um, but Suarez is way head and shoulders better than Denny Hamlin on road courses. I've been big on the Denny Hamlin train lately on ovals. I will bet him all day and all night. I'll probably be back on him again next week when we're back on an oval. If you were to give me this matchup on an oval track, I'm going to take the Hamlin side probably 10 times out of 10, I would say. But on a road course, it's a mismatch. Toyota's been bad this year. I'm going to continue to ride that train. They just cannot figure out road courses. With the lone exception of Christopher Bell, who's done decent, not necessarily great, but decent. And I just don't see it. I think that Denny's going to be nursing this thing around. I also think that Denny Hamlin knows this and is going to stay out and collect stage points. 
which when he does is going to be good for him getting into the next round of the playoffs and everything so he can max out on stage points. But I think it's going to cost him a finish at the end of the race when he cycles back out towards the back and he's not able to make up any ground. And I think that Suarez will be a top five, top 10 car all day. So to me, not even close. My favorite matchup on the books by far. And it's only minus 105 to the Suarez side over Hamlin. I mean, we're not full fade Hamlin mode, but we're in pick your spots fade Hamlin mode. And and uh, behind baseball here, uh, that rant right there just made me reconsider one of my bets. So I just changed one of my bets. What what was your bet? I, I, won't, I, even... I won't tell you on the, I will tell you after uh, what ended up <laughs> happening because I was like, you know what? Hell, you're right. And and look at, this is why, this is why we do I had, this show. I hadn't even looked ahead to all your cup bets yet. So now I'm curious what it was. It's okay because look, <laughs> even Cody can like convince me. I'm, I'm not necessarily always hard and fast in what I want. I mean, I will research and I will I will have my conviction, but sometimes you just got to yield to the guy that's red hot. So uh, I definitely yielded to you, Cody, uh, on on a bet. But I'll I'll, I'll lay that one out later. Um, but I will give you uh, Kevin Harvick as a top Ford at plus seven hundred. Um, this one's a little tough to stomach because we all know very much the the poor uh history that that Harvick has had over the last God since he won back to back races. We were we all thought. Well, here we go. Kevin Harvick's back. Well, he was back all right. 12th place in Watkins Glen, 20th place at Daytona, 33rd at Darlington, 36th in Kansas, 10th at Bristol, 19th at Fort Worth, uh, and then 29th at Talladega. Kevin Harvick is back to being pre-back-to-back win Kevin Harvick. Well, here's the thing. We counted him out at that point, too. We basically just dug him serious graves and said he was done. We're never going to bet on him again. Uh, but you know, I, I think that those days might necessarily just kind of be over. Uh, I say top forward because in 2019, he was at least a top forward here, uh, at this track, uh, earlier. And he's, he's been around the front every single race. Uh, he may not have been the top forward in all of them, but he was 11th place in 2020 at this race. Um, he came back afterwards and, uh, uh unfortunately, had a, a rough go. He crashed on lap 98, but he did start seventh. So again, he was a fast car here last year as well. I mean, this is more gut handicapping than it is anything. I almost feel like it's been too many races in a row that Kevin Harvick has been bad again. And that four team, uh, they don't want to end the season like this. They're already out of the playoffs. They already can't do anything else now. So now all they can do is just go out and win. And and really that uh, a win would cover a lot of the owies that they've suffered over the last few weeks, uh, if I can use a term from from being a girl dad. Yeah, owies, uh, or just a dad in general, owies for, for Kevin Harvick. So uh, consider this a at least a top four being a Band-Aid over what's been a rough last few weeks. Well, when everyone was sleeping on Kevin Harvick before you picked him, was it 25-1 to 1 to win at Michigan? So uh, if you want to fade Rod and a Kevin Harvick gut bet, Best of luck to you. <laughs> Seven to one. I will take those odds. Uh, I, I got nothing else to add other than that. I mean, it's hard to bet against Kevin Harvick. And again, you don't even need him to win. Just be the top forward. That, that's very, very doable. So, uh, I mean, honestly, from the Ford camp, I'm going to make a case for a guy here in a bit. Well, I guess this next guy is a Ford too, but I don't know. He would necessarily finish better than Harvick. Ryan Blaney, Austin Sendrick. What else do you have for top forward 
road course racers. The top guys are all Chevy drivers. Uh, so, so the case is there for sure. Um, a guy who does drive a Ford that I like to get a top 10 possibly this weekend, Todd Gilliland plus 800. So we're, we're stretching out a little bit for this one, trying to get it, but Gilliland has been pretty quietly a very good, a just driver in general. He had a great run last week, almost cashed. I think I had him 30 to one to be the top forward last week at Talladega. He was very close. He ended up getting a top 10 there. But on road courses, um, Gilliland has been very good. In the truck series, he has five career road course wins. Uh, so that 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 alone will uh, show you good things. At Coda, he finished 16th to open the season. Uh, he was fourth at the Indy road course. Again, there was that wreck late. So, you know, take that for what you will. But he was also leading, if you remember, at Watkins Glen. Now, there was a little bit of strategy going on there. He wasn't necessarily the top car, but... But he was in the lead and running good laps, doing well. They had a good strategy going, and the car just broke, and his day was over. But at 8-1, to one, I feel like Gilliland is kind of one of these drivers. We've seen Michael McDowell run very, very well at road courses. He's kind of his, – his numbers have crept up so much because he's been so consistent and so good. So we know these front row cars can finish well on road courses because McDowell does it. Gilliland has proven to be a good road course racer. He never really ran full-time in the Xfinity Series, but in the Truck Series, the five wins, and he's done decent, at least, in the Cup Series this year. Um, and So at 8-1, to one, kind of a, a little bit of a longer shot. And if you get something chaotic, like we've seen at the Indy Road Course a couple you know, races ago, like we've seen before at Charlotte, we, <laughs> at this Roval race, was it the first year where the entire field just drove into the heartburn turn and just hit the wall because they, you know, Crazy stuff happened. Chase Elliott hit that one year, came back and had the sickest burnout of all time where he got the car going and was standing on the on the windowsill with his hands in the air and it's just rolling towards the corner where he'd wrecked previously. But we'll talk about more about Chase Elliott obviously coming up. But uh but Todd Gill and top uh top ten at plus eight hundred is a kind of a long shot one that I like this weekend. All right. Well, I will uh, give out AJ Allmendinger as a top 10 car here. We just talked about him in the Xfinity series as far as that's his name's pretty much cemented as the pretty much champion of the Roval in the Xfinity series. Uh, he has only made one start here on this track as a uh, as a Cup Series or I'm sorry, two starts as a Cup Series driver. He made one in 2018. Uh, where he finished, he started in second place, finished in seventh uh, in a in a JTG Darty racing car, number forty seven. Uh, so you know, again, that was not necessarily as good as the Collie cars that he's racing now. But um, unfortunately, last year he started thirty third, finished thirty eighth. But he he got an engine problem in that one. I'm counting that one out because you can't necessarily uh, say the engine was his fault. I would have loved to have seen where he could have, have gone uh, had he not had that. He only ran 57 of the 109 laps there, but he led five of them. So, I mean, again, he was up front for, for some of that. Um, so, A.J. Allmendinger, for me, like I said, I, I like him to win the Xfinity race, but I also enjoy uh, the fact that he is a pretty decent price for a plus 10 or a top 10 finish here, plus 150 for a, a top 10 finish for A.J. Allmendinger. If it's not minus money, on this, if it's not negative, I like it because for AJ Allmendinger, it almost feels like uh, a no-brainer that he's going to be 
inside the top 10 in a in a road race anywhere to be honest with you let alone here at, at the roval where he actually does have a seventh place finish um to his credit and he did finish second so knows how to get around this uh all yeah we just laid out the case for him probably going to win in the xfinity series he's going to be the best car out there that translates to the cup series as well he's going to have those reps from winning saturday he's going to tra- translate that into sunday he's 12 to 1 to win this race he was very tempting as as my longer shot to win. I did skip over him for a different guy, but I still like that a little bit. I think he's going to have a good race. He was a road course. We talked about road course ringers before. He was a ringer back in the day. That was one of the reasons I think he was in that JTG car for so long because he gave him a shot to win at road courses, and he did win at road courses and every road course. He knew he was going to be a factor. Again, the field's leveled out some more now, but he's still one of the best to do it. A lot of experience. He's got experience in other cars and styles and all that stuff, racing on road courses. He's been very good at this track specifically. So, yeah, this is a great bet. I love it. I'll, I'll add to that too as well. Um, this season alone, uh, Road America ninth, Indy GP 7th, Watkins Glen 2nd. So all top 10s in all, but uh, he didn't get a top 10 in Sonoma. He got a 19th, uh, unfortunately. Which in Sonoma, if you remember, he had... Uh, the power steering failure and was running like ninth the entire race until he his arms literally just could not handle it anymore and he spun at the end and finished 19th so yep. he he was easily a top 10 car that day other than the power steering issue yep indeed so uh i like it yep okay so moving on to my next one again they're just handing out gifts it, this is gonna there's got to be chaos common or something because just handing out presents winning car number between zero and nine at minus 115. Let's run through the cars real quick. Ross Chastain has a road course win this season. Austin Sindrick, he's finished eighth, fifth, seventh, second, and 13th at road courses this season. Pretty decent shot there. Uh, Austin Dillon, you know, whatever, take it or leave it. Kevin Harvick, you can't ever count him out. Uh, Kyle Larson won the last road course race there was. Um, Won a ton of road course races last year. He's the second favorite to win this race. Okay, what else do you want me to say? Brad Keselowski, probably not on a road course. Corey LaJoy, I'd love to see it. Probably not. <laughs> That'd be some crazy chaos, probably. Uh, Tyler Reddick has won two of the road courses this season in the number eight car. Uh, and, and then Chase Elliott. We just got done talking about how he's the best road course racer possibly ever in NASCAR. Like, it, you know, <laughs> this this number range has won four of the five road courses this season with Daniel or uh, yeah, Daniel Suarez being the lone exception. And in that race, both Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson were the best two cars dominating the race. Larson had a tire fall off. Elliott had a pit road penalty and they cost themselves the day. But to me that, I mean, had it not been for those two mistakes in that race, you would be a clean five for five with zero to nine numbers winning this race. At minus 115 to give you coverage on the top favorite guys. I mean, if you're looking at the odds, you have Lars or Elliott as the favorite at plus 500, Reddick at plus 600, Larson at plus 800. Those are the top three. How the hell is Denny Hamlin the fourth favorite to win this race? <laughs> wow. I just realized that. But, but again, the top three favorites are all in that range. Both the guys I'm picking to win this race are in that number range as well. So, yeah, winning car numbers is. Zero to nine gives you coverage on a few different people and only minus 115 
I, I really, really like this one. I do too. Although you didn't get the memo, Cody, they, they changed Elliot's card to 9.5. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's nine I'm and surprised. a half. That's I was really shocked that it was not like zero to eight point five or something like that, like or zero to eight even, just to not include Elliot. It, like that's a star-studded road course group right there. I whatever. Get on again, another one to get on early in the week. We're recording this on Tuesday, trying to get you the best lines because some of this stuff is going to shift because it's going to get hammered, and I, this has got to be one of them. I. I don't understand how it is so low of a number. I mean, I get there's a lot more car numbers out there and stuff, but these guys have the best chance to win head and shoulders over any other number range. Yep, that's definitely a group. And I'll take one of those guys. Uh, I'll take the number one car, shall I? There is a group C if you can find it, and that contains Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Chase Briscoe. Ross Chastain is at plus 250 to win this group, and I like his odds at doing so. Uh, Christopher Bell, probably the only person that gives me any sort of pause um, because we talked about how you know how good he is and how well he runs just about anywhere. But Cody's already said Toyota's historically not good on road courses. Count him out. Chase Briscoe, I'm sorry. He's a sexy name. He, he's fun to talk about, but I'm still not going to bet him over a guy like Ross Chastain. Denny Hamlin, Cody, was the guy that I was going to pick to win this group. Just Oh my god. Just out of a just an look. To me, I thought Ross uh, there, Chastain that pro I we would have I would have been calling your wife tonight. We'd have you in some <laughs> type of program if you're taking Daniel Hamrick and Denny Hamlin on road courses. Well, okay, Goodness so God. here's here's well, here's why. Okay, for I know me, you haven't been feeling well. <laughs> Go get tested. I don't know what you have. <laughs> My recency bias over Ross Chastain was kind of what was keeping me away from that. But then I did something magical and I opened up the stat book because my memory versus what the stats are telling me on Ross Chastain, two completely different thing, which is why we preach to you trust the stats. So I'm going to the stats. And over the last four races, Ross Chastain has actually done very well for himself. Kansas 7th, Bristol 6th, Fort Worth 13th, Talladega 4th. He has not done well over the last couple of road courses, which is also why I kind of gave myself pause on that 21st at Watkins Glen and, uh, and, and then 27th at Indy. But that was kind of in that range where he was kind of cooling himself off because he had a streak of, of an insane amount of top 10 finishes and even top five finishes. Uh, but really, that that had done a toll on him because he was making a lot of people angry. So this was the more subdued Ross Chastain we started seeing during Pocono and Indy and Michigan and Richmond even uh, and Watkins Glen. Well, it seems like he's starting to get comfortable again. And, and now a comfortable Ross Chastain on a road course uh, where he did win in Austin – uh, so that was that was something for that, and then of course um, came back and and finished seventh in Sonoma. So you know uh, he's done it, and he's he's finished well. So I think he's going to be able to finish over all these guys in that group. I mean, you're only asking him to beat Hamlin, Bell, and Briscoe, and I think he can do that as long as he finishes somewhere in the top five. What uh, what were the odds you got this at? Uh, plus two fifty. Plus two fifty. Yeah, I I like this actually. So, yeah, I know we've been big on on don't bet on Chastain, fade Chastain. Starting to lighten up a little bit on that. We've seen him run pretty good lately. He's not 
caused any issues. He, he's not had people seemingly out for him. We saw an attempt to take someone out last year that cost someone else their chance for, for continuing in the playoffs. So I don't think we're going to see that here. Uh, but those two track house cars we've noted multiple times have run really well on road courses. Chastain won at Coda back. I had that 40 to one, by the way, uh, at Coda earlier in the season, little, little humble tout there, but, uh, yeah, I love that over this group. It, it's is Hamlin, Briscoe and Bell, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Denny Hamlin already made the case there. Toyota's not been good. He's not been good. Chase Briscoe won at Phoenix earlier this year. What have you done for me since? Absolutely nothing. And Christopher Bell, another Toyota. Again, the exception to the Toyota rule on road courses this season, but I'm still not going to pick him and stuff. And uh, yeah, plus 250. I will back you on this and, and kind of dip dip my toe back into the Ross Chastain waters. Uh, there was a point I think I was picking him every week to win because his numbers were crazy, but but uh, I'm not going quite that far yet, but, uh, but I will back you on this one. I think it's worth it at plus 250. Yes. Jumping into my winners, you know I'm going to pick him. Chase Elliott, five to one. I don't care. Get this early. It's three and a half to one on other books I saw it on. So get in on this before it goes down, before he qualifies near the front, and it's at a ridiculously lower price. Load up on Chase Elliott, five to one. He is going to win this weekend. He's the best road course racer in the series in recent NASCAR history. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what else you need me to say other than what all I've already said. He's got uh, four starts at this track since they started racing the oval. He's finished sixth year the first time. Then he had the back-to-back -back wins. Uh, it was 12th place last year. Uh, but in that one, he won stage one and finished second in stage two, trying to get those playoff points to move on to the next round. Had the run in with, with Harvick in that race. So he was a better than 12th place car. Um, but again, should have probably finished top five in all the road course races this season. Got a couple of second place finishes to Tyler Reddick. He's ready to flip that over. He's got those oval wins. He's got the super speedway win after everybody was saying he could only win on road courses. He's got five wins this season. None of them on road courses. Time to add a road course win to that. He's a streaky driver. And it's just, it's, you can't fade Elliott at this point. Five to one to win this. And again, nothing to lose. He's locked into the next round. Nothing matters except winning. He's going to go out. He's going to win. He doesn't need to worry about stage points. He's going to pit early. He's going to put himself in position and be ready to go. As a long shot, I'm just going to 50, 15 to 1 this time. Austin Sindrick jumped out for, on the page for me. Again, I talked about Almondinger 12 to 1. was I was considering him, but Austin Sindrick has just impressed me so much this year. He's a road course guy, grew up racing road course cars before he got onto the NASCAR side of things. He's got a lot of experience there. We've seen five races, five good finishes, eighth at Coda, fifth at Sonoma, seventh at Road America, second at the Indy Road Course. Again, there was that wreck late, but he was already up in that group, just was able to luckily avoid that wreck and get the second place finish, 13th at Watkins Glen, the last road course race. He's been up there. He's been in the mix. I think that if Elliott has a problem or an issue or, or can't get it done, I think that Sindrick can put himself in position and get this win. And at 15 to one, I feel like uh, the odds are pretty good for him there. I want to not like Sindrick, but every once in a while, I just catch myself thinking, yeah, you know what? I'm a little hard on the kid. He's a I, rookie. <laughs> I wanted to not like him all the beginning of the season. I, and for a little while, it was easy. Like 
after winning the Daytona 500, there was kind of a big letdown and he didn't do that well. But then I kept trying to bet against him and it, it kept not working out for me. And it was finally like, okay, I got to take notice of this kid. Like he's actually doing well. And I mean, he's got himself in a pretty decent situation to try and push himself into this round of eight, which just, it's insane. I don't see any way both these Gibb cars make it to the round of eight. You could potentially have more track house cars in the round of eight. You could have a Stuart Haas car that's not Kevin Harvick in the round of eight. You could potentially have all three Penske cars, including a rookie in the round of eight and only one Joe Gibbs racing car. <sighs> Absolutely insane this year has been. But but yeah, Cindric is on the cut line at the, before the William Byron penalty review, which again, if they overturn the penalty, he'll get 25 points back. He'll vault himself up above the cut line again. That'll mix things up. But he's tied with Chase Briscoe right now. Briscoe holds the tiebreaker and is in eighth, and Austin Cindric is the first car out. I think we're going to see a good, solid showing from Cindric. I think he's going to put himself into the next round as a rookie making it to the round of eight. That's a hell of a statement to make, uh, to being in that legendary number two car. I think we're going to see a good weekend from Cindric. I love it. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you my winner. And the only reason I'm giving you Kyle Larson is the fact that he's at plus 800. And if you've listened to this show once, you've listened to it a million times to where we say uh, there's never really value in betting some of the favorites. But at plus 800, I'm not necessarily uh, in love with this pick as far as I think he can do this because it's just been so tough for Kyle Larson as of late, and he just hasn't been putting in the type of finishes that we're used to seeing a, a Kyle Larson put in. Um, but that said, kind of the, the switch flips when it comes to certain road courses. Uh, obviously, as the, 40, the driver of the 42 car, he wasn't necessarily all that great in finishing. Started 5th and 7th in his 2 in the 42, finished 25th and 13th. But last year, his first ride in the uh, Hendrick car, number 5, Started 10th, finished 1st. So, you know, this is a track that he won on. He won on last year when he was in that big, ridiculous run of a, of a, a win streak for him. Um, but, you know, look, over the last four races, an 8th place finish at Kansas, 5th place at Bristol, ninth at Fort Worth, 18th at Talladega. He did win on Watkins Glen, so that is at least a road course win for him already this season. So, you know, that at least is there for him. But you look back at some of what he's also done on road courses, right? We just talked about the fact that he won there, but he also won in Watkins Glen. Uh, he finished third on Road America. Uh, he Third in the Indy Road Course in 2021. First in Watkins Glen again in 2021. He won Sonoma 2021. He won on a second place in Coda. Like, the dude's been dominating road races almost as much as uh, Chase Elliott has as far as how well he's run, and it's all we, we talked about it this season. It's usually between him and Larson as to who you think is going to win on a road course race. Well, Cody's on the Elliott side. I'm on the Larson side this time. Not to say that I don't think Elliott can win because I think he can, but I think if he doesn't and Cindric doesn't do it for you, I think Larson will, will do enough in this road course because, again, you know, yeah, he'll probably be points racing as well, but. By and large, like he's going to want to win this race. He wants to get locked in, and this is a course where he knows he can do it. Yeah, and at 8-1, to one, this is actually pretty good value. I mean, if you would have told me during last season that that in this year you would get him 8-1 to one anywhere, but 8-1 to one on a road course where he did so well, 
I would have thought you were crazy. So the odds are good here. I would say he's easily second place to Chase Elliott as far as best road courses, drivers. You could maybe make a case he's better because he's in the last two seasons, I think he's won more races than Elliott has on road courses. I'm not willing to, to give that part of it up yet, but won the most recent road course race. So we know he can do it, get it done. And at eight to one, it, it's great odds. So I, I co-sign that with you. All right. Uh, okay, we'll get your pen and papers out. We're about to go over the bets for the cup race portion of the Charlotte Roval. Cody led off by giving you Chase Elliott is going to just finish. His, his car is going to finish in all top five cars. Like, literally, it's it's Chase Elliott first through fifth. Uh, but really, just a top five car for Elliott at minus 150. I gave you Joey Logano over Daniel Suarez at minus 115. Cody gave you Todd Gilliland as a top 10 car at plus 800. I gave you Kevin Harvick as a top Ford at plus 700. Cody gave you Daniel Suarez over Denny Hamlin at minus 105. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in trouble again. Uh, Daniel Suarez over Dennis at minus 105. I gave you AJ Allmendinger as a top 10 car in the Cup Series at plus 150. Cody gave you the winning car number between 0 and 9 at minus 150. I gave you Ross Chastain as the winner of Group C over the likes of Denny Hamlin, Chase Briscoe, and Christopher Bell at plus 250. And then Cody gave you Chase Elliott to win at plus 500 and sprinkle some on Austin Sindrick at plus 1500. And I also told you to go after uh, Kyle Larson at plus 800 to win the race. Cody, we go back to another road race. It is a cut race. Are you ready for the amount of my mic's not ready for the amount of fun and excitement we're going to have this weekend? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Like I said, I feel pretty confident this weekend. I feel like we got some really good lines, some really good bets in, and I'm feeling a positive weekend. So I'm excited to go watch my guy Chase Elliott get another win. Indeed. We're going to see that awesome burnout from the nine car again. He does give some really good burnouts. I'll tell you that. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you haven't seen the burnout from, him, you got to watch the whole. I mean, he just drove, overdrove it straight into the corner, into the barriers, water everywhere. You know, it backs the car out, fights his way all the way back, wins the race. And then, yeah, he gets it rolling, jumps out, stands up on it, and it's rolling. The car is still burning out as he's rolling down. It's pretty awesome. But uh, hopefully, we'll see something similar this weekend. I, I'm going to chase Elliott to win this weekend. It's going to be one of my biggest bets of the season. I'm. I am that confident in it. So best of luck to everyone. Hopefully it uh, it hits. Best of luck, everybody. All right, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Got some fantasy football stuff, NBA stuff. I'll have Garage Guy article out for the Xfinity race later this week. All that fun stuff, F1 DFS. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Just recorded our bet episode earlier this evening uh, on that one. Rod hit a 12-1 to 1 winner. This past weekend. So uh it, Max Verstappen doesn't win every weekend. And when he doesn't, we're giving out big winners. So even when he does, we're giving out some big winners. So check that out. And then yeah, if you can just give us uh, you know, a quick rating and review on whatever you're listening on, be be a huge help for us. Yep. Once again, if you make it to the end of this, please let us know on the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Say, hey, made it to the end. That way we can give you high fives and all that other good stuff for being a, a loyal, loyal, loyal NASCAR gambler. 
listener and listener. Oh, my God. It's time to go. Uh, all right. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio with everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, whether it's just me screaming pics on your corner, whatever it is, I'm there. Uh, follow me there. All right, everybody. We got great racing to be had this weekend. Join us for the DFS episode tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.